Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, Wendy Sellers here. Welcome back. We are here with an awesome guest, Tarek Camille. How you doing? Hi, Wendy. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for coming back. We are so excited to talk about just a better way in general to communicate, engage, and understand our people so that we can retain them. And one thing that um, I've noticed on your website and I like to do Eh, within reason, which we could talk about, is employee surveys um, in order to retain people, engage people, and then also to boost workplace well-being. What are your thoughts on employee surveys? Well, Wendy, I'm so glad you asked. I think I think it is um, it's something you have to have in your tool belt with caution. So what I mean by that is you have to know that anytime you ask for people's opinion, you're taking a snapshot of how they feel in that moment, right? If they got into a fight with their partner on the way to work or got in a car accident, they're going to take it out on you via survey. And so a lot of companies will do these annual or every other year, do a, a huge employee engagement survey. I don't know there's that much value relative to how difficult it is to put those together. Then you've seen a move towards more micro surveys, a daily pulse survey, ENPS surveys, um, exit interviews, of course, are always valuable. But at the end of the day, it is anytime you're asking for someone's opinion, you have to be able to take action. So is the team that's doing the survey empowered to do anything about what they learn? If the answer is no, then I agree a thousand percent with your thoughts. Don't do it at all. You're actually going to make it worse. So that's kind of my high level thoughts on surveys. Again, it's a tool. It takes training and I think it should be done with thought and as part of a holistic plan. Yeah, I I 1000% agree too. Like I said, in the previous episode, if a client or somebody I don't know wants to be my client says, hey, I want to roll out a survey. And I'm like, okay, I want to talk to the C-suite because if they're not going to look at the survey, then you're going to do yourself a disservice. Um, your engagement's probably already low, which is why you're doing the survey. And it's about to get lower because they're saying, hey, you asked, I told you, you ignored me. You know, yes. <laughs> and the other thing is, folks, you know, don't, don't do surveys on your own. Surveys need to be valid and reliable. Um, they can't just be, um, you know, the, and no offense to anybody that's listening, but it can't even just be me, the HR lady going, Oh, these are the terms I want to use. Like it needs to be a scientific approach to a survey so that you're not leading people to the answer for employee engagement, employee satisfaction. Oh, I like the benefits versus I don't like the benefits. Like, what does that even mean? So, you know, valid and reliable, if you haven't heard of those terms, are something that's super important. 
Valid uh, reliability refers to the consistency of a measure and validity refers to the accuracy of a measure. And I can guarantee you if it's a homemade survey, they're probably not going to be valid or reliable, which means if you're taking that information and trying to make decisions, budgetary decisions off of it, for example, you're doing yourself a, a disservice. And if you're going to take that decision to, I don't know, promote or terminate people, maybe the management members, you're going to get yourself in a lot of hot water legally because they are not valid and reliable surveys. So a little side note there. See, I, I have a little, I bit of a, a little bit of a science hat on. What I really know is I don't know what the heck all that means. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it means. And I know that I need an expert involved. That's what I need. But I do think that surveys can um, if everybody in the leadership team is on board saying, yes, we want to find out the truth. Yes, we want don't want to point fingers. Yes, we want to fix things. They are a great way to really dig into what the heck is really going on with our with our company. Now, earlier in our uh, uh, previous episode, we kind of started talking a little bit about maybe like retention and turnover. And I have some statistics here that I just wanted to go over. Now, my listeners know that I love statistics because I don't want you to think I'm just making these things up. Um, employee turnover can be so expensive. There is a statistic from SHRM, which is Society for Human Resource Management, they estimate that replacing an employee can cost anywhere from 50 to 60% of their annual salary. What are your thoughts on that? I would guess it's probably even more, yeah. honestly. When you think about, um, and there are some really cool technologies that are evolving around this person that left and who they were connected to and who were they mentoring and who looked up to them and how much knowledge did they have with them? And so I think it's probably greater than that. The cost to go out and hire. So all the people in the interviewing process to replace this person. Yes. And then onboarding. How long does it take? Of course, it's based on the role. How long does it take to get back to the place of the person that left you? Right. So all of that costs an organization money. I think it's woefully undervalued the cost uh, of attrition within an organization. And I think if people really knew the numbers, they would really make different decisions about how they think about their people because it is their greatest asset. It truly is. And I do think that uh, you and I are in agreement on this, that most companies don't know the real numbers. Um, and most HR people don't either. And this is, again, not a knock on HR people. They don't have the technology. They don't have the tools. They don't have the tracking um, they don't have accounting training to say, what the heck does this report even mean? I mean, I was fortunate to get it, uh, you know, in, in the first company that I ever worked in, in HR, and was able to pop over to the accounting department and say, hey, I'll buy you lunch if you teach me this. <laughs> <laughs> but because I didn't know, I'm like, oh, it doesn't cost that much. And once I first figured out how much it really costs to replace people, and this was before it was expensive. This was before, like, just to put an ad out on Indeed is, oh my goodness, so expensive, so, so expensive, especially since the, since the pandemic. So this is why we are here today, folks, to talk about, you know, a better way to communicate, engage, and understand your people. In our next episode, episode four of our five-part series, we are going to talk a little bit more just about communication in general and company newsletters. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back.
Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.